You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Left to restart the game. And this one carrying into the end zone about four yards deep. Here comes Dixon to the five. Left hash marks 10, 15. Hits a hole hard. He's to the 25 30. Breaks into the clear. Keyshawn Nixon is off to the races. It's Secretary of the Belmont. Down the slip in time. No one will catch him. It's a touchdown. My goodness. Came into the game. Wayne punched the ball with a groin injury. Didn't practice all week. But he just took it right. The gut through the heart of the Minnesota Viking public unit. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. If you'd like to text the show, you can send a text message to 865-658-5824. Again, that's 865-658-5824. We got a Chalk Talk edition of the pod today. Um, we're actually live on YouTube and Twitter, so anyone who wants to hop in the chat, we'll try to get to your uh, your chat questions and comments as we wrap up. i got to say, though, man, we have got a jam-packed uh, show today. We're going to highlight eight different plays from rookie tight end Luke Musgrave. And uh, just to be completely upfront, when I was going in to watch the tape for Luke Musgrave, I kind of felt like, you know, I was prepared to be underwhelmed. You know, um, I know he was drafted higher than Tucker Craft. Uh, like you guys know, going into the, the pre-draft process, I had him mocked to go number 45 to the Packers before they traded uh, with the Jets and picked up the 40, uh, 42nd pick as well. So he's right there in that wheelhouse. But from what, what I've heard people talk about Luke Musgrave, it's like people weren't very impressed with him, right? And, and maybe it's just the the certain podcasters that I listen to that were kind of low on him. You guys know on my board, he dropped in somewhere at the 27 spot, 28 spot. So it was great value for the Packers with that, uh, you know, with uh, based off of that information off of my board. Um, but I haven't watched the tape. I don't go in and scout the players. I don't go in and go, okay, this this guy's better than that guy. I can't believe that team draft. It's just, to me, it's silly. I used to kind of get into that, and now I'm to the point where I'm like, what am I trying to do? Am I am, Is the goal to try to make – uh, all 32 NFL GMs look silly and, and like I'm the smart one in the crowd. People hear my accent and they know I'm not the smart one in the crowd, right? <laughs> so what I want to do is just take a different approach. And then once the draft picks were made, now let's dive into the tape. That way we're not wasting a bunch of time watching a bunch of prospects that aren't even going to be on the Green Bay Packers. Um, so I use 
other people's information to determine uh, how high they should be on the board. And then once the pick is made, now let's dive in and see what they do well, right? And and I love seeing if it matches up with the, uh, the scouting reports as well. And in this case, man, like I said, I was coming in prepared to be underwhelmed and um, came out totally the opposite. I'm really, really impressed with Luke Musgrave. So let's waste no time. we got a lot to get to. I'm going to just jump right into the tape here, and we're going to start with this very first clip. Um, and what's really cool is the, the last three clips that we're going to show you guys is from the same game as the Oregon State uh, Beavers actually came back and won a, uh, a ball game with a last-second touchdown. And we're going to show how uh, Luke Musgrave played a huge role coming down the stretch in that game. But let's start off right here, first of all. This is uh, against U Utah State, and Oregon State is actually losing to Utah State here. It's the third quarter, 927 left. It's a first and 10 from their own 45, okay? And what we're going to do is compile a bunch of information throughout this whole film, and then at the end do a quick recap of kind of a scouting report, what we come away with with Luke, with Luke Musgrave, okay? So first and 10, their own 45. Uh, Oregon State comes out in what we call a 13-ace wing pair play action double climb halfback leak. Okay, I'm not going to get into all the details of what those numbers mean, but it's very it's very rare that you hear 13, right? I do want to point that out. 13 personnel, one running back, three tight ends. So this is a real fun set, right? This is a this is when I look at the tape, it becomes very obvious to me why the Packers were so interested in Luke Musgrave because there are a lot of similarities to Matt LaFleur's offense and what Oregon State's doing. Not necessarily with 13. We don't see that quite often with the Packers, but just the way that they like a lot of condensed formations, a lot of tight formations, right? And they kind of work inside out uh, on the uh, route combos. But Musgrave is going to be lined up in the Z. He's going to be Z right, okay? And what he's going to do is he's going to run a crosser or a climb, okay? Some people call it a climb. Some people call it a crosser. I'm not here to debate or argue which terminology makes more sense. It's pointless because coaching staffs all across the country at all different levels uh, like to stamp things with different nicknames, different names, uh, different uh, route concepts. You've heard it called, you know, 500 different things, right? That's not the point. We want to convey the information to let you know, okay, here is what, uh, here's what Musgrave is doing on this play, okay? And he's going to be in what I what I refer to as the Z, right? And he's going to be on this wing right here. Um, some some people would call it an H wing, right? But where Musgrave is lined up, I think he's technically the Z receiver. But let's get right into it. You know, he's got a six six frame, and what I want you to really see what pops right off the bat here is his stride length. That's the first thing that really stood out to me. I mean, it just it pops off the field, okay? And he's got uh, man coverage lined up on him. And watch how he outruns the corner, okay? So we're going to zoom in here in just a second, but we're going to show you Musgrave as he comes off the line here. And if you notice, he's at the bottom, okay? So he's in the Z. Let me circle it for you here, right here, okay? So he's out here on the wing, okay? Look at his stride length. Look how he separates. I mean, he gets down the field from this point right here where he disappears off camera, and when he comes back on, I mean, he is way down the field. So he shows good stride length there. And as we zoom in, I want you to watch the catch. This is not an easy catch to make, right? And you can see the corner kind of catches back up as he slows down as he's approaching the sideline, he being Luke Musgrave. You see the corner kind of try to undercut the route. Quarterback makes a good throw, but look at the concentration of Musgrave. Got a hand right in his face, blocking him from the ball, and goes up and high points it. Great catch. Knows exactly where the sideline is. Maintains possession. Really, really good play there. You know, the cornerback trying to undercut 
that's it just creates a small catch window and I don't think you could take that for granted um, it was great concentration and you see this on a lot of these highlights when Luke Musgrave makes a catch with multiple defenders around him having that spatial awareness and still being able to concentrate on high pointing the ball and making the catch guys it's the, it's the little plays when I say little plays it's the little things it's the uh the plays that you should make right that are most important sometimes we get so caught up in highlight reels that we don't think about the little things. And that really stands out to me with Luke Musgrave on tape is him being able to make those, not necessarily a contested catch, although he can do that as well, but just being able to concentrate when bodies are all around and making the catch. And they use him, they utilize him a lot against zone coverage, you know, right in between the backer that may be dropping and the safety that's pinching down on the box, right? And it's a very, very tight window to make that catch. And, yes, he's six foot six, 249 pounds. He can absorb a hit. But at the same time, if you're going to last in the NFL, you have got to make sure you're putting your body in a situation, in a position to where you can absorb those hits and not take too many injuries so you can prolong your career. I see him doing that even at the college level. And I know there's a lot of people going, well, that's college, Clayton. What can he do with the pros? We're going to find out. But the only thing we have to go off of right now is college tape. And the reason I'm not focusing on the Senior Bowl is because many others are focused on the Senior Bowl right now. You got plenty of content out there on that. We know he balled out there. I think that's where he was clocked at running 20 miles per hour, which is absolutely insane for a person his size. That's really, really exciting. Um, so, again, the thing that sticks out to me with that play, stride length, speed, concentration, hands, and spatial awareness. All right, let's move on to the next play. Up next, we got the Boise State game, okay? It's the first quarter, 11-21 left, 0-0. Zero zero. This is a second and 18 play, right? On second and 18, you know, in some situations, some scenarios, you're kind of looking to just pick up a chunk and put yourself in a third and manageable. Third and manageable being a, a third and 11 or maybe even a third and eight, something like that, right? In this situation, they're in second and 18. And every time the game was on the line, every time – that uh, when when Luke Musgrave was healthy, of course, when the game was on the line or there was a crucial situation where they might be in a a, uh, a, a kind of an odd spot where it's a longer distance, like second and 18, um, they tend to look for Luke Musgrave. And you could tell that there was plays schemed for Luke Musgrave. They want to utilize his size. They want to utilize his speed. <clears throat> they come out in 11-gun doubles. This is one of their favorite sets. I've noticed this. Sometimes they'll have the uh, the tight end strong left. Other times they'll have it strong right. Sometimes they'll have the wide flex. Sometimes they'll have them attached. Um, but in this case, it's an 11-gun double, strong right, halfback weak, four vert, halfback out. Okay, so they're going to try to basically take advantage of this zone defense. Some of it might be catch man. The way that defenses work in 2023, it's very hard to determine, uh, you know, whether it was supposed to be a straight man coverage or it might be kind of that Fangio style where you've got zone, a zone defense with man principles, right? Um, but what they're looking to do here is stretch the field vertically and then have one outlet underneath. And you'll notice Luke Musgrave is right here, okay? So he is the attached why that's what he's playing here okay he's an attached wine he's going to be working the seam on the middle linebackers outside shoulder now what he's going to do right off the bat as we roll the tape and this is really really cool the, it's the subtle things when it comes to route running especially at the tight end position uh, it doesn't have to be these these quick twitch uh you know over exotic um exciting explosive uh you know uh, route maneuvers right sometimes it's just the slot the slot movement can give you the advantage that you need so with musgrave looking to work the seam right here on this backer what he's looking to do and, and notice how as we get ready to roll it ahead here i want you to notice 
what the defense is trying to do here. Okay, look at this backer right here. So he is his his primary uh, role here is to catch Mus Musgrave going up the seam, right? And what he's trying to sell to Musgrave right here is outside leverage. Notice how he's on the outside. Okay, so it's it's looking as if he's trying to funnel Musgrave down the seam. Now, as we roll the tape, what I really want you to key in on is he's going to sell the skinny the the skinny post to this linebacker. He's going to force the linebacker to commit inside, and then he's going to attack outside right past the hash. Okay, so watch him as he works the seam here. The ball snap. He's got great get off. We're going to zoom in. You see him come off the line here. See the backers got outside leverage. Watch Musgrave just subtly try to work the inside, and then once he gets that second chop step, right, that second strafe from that backer, he's going to give him that little shimmy there, and now he's got what he wants on the outside to attack that hash, right? Just a real savvy move. It doesn't seem like much, but it's just enough. What that is is understanding what you're trying to accomplish within the play. Aaron Rodgers talked about it time and time again, that we need players to understand what we're trying to accomplish, not just here's what the play call is. What's the end result? That's what's going to determine whether you need to go a yard or two deeper, a yard or two shallow, or little subtle things like this. He knows this is a four-vert play for the most part. There could be some choice routes mixed in. We're not going to focus on many of the other routes. We're going to focus on Musgrave with an underneath outlet. So what he wanted to do was create enough space down the seam for his quarterback to potentially make that throw. He knows there's going to be safeties on the shelf, right? He knows there's going to be safeties deep. So what he's looking to do is, um, is kind of get that linebacker to bite inside, which he does. Gives him the little the little swim move there, and look at the separation. This is the stride length we're talking about. Look, he's he's literally shoulder to shoulder there. And for those of you listening on the pod, we're at about the forty seven yard line, and then it's literally within a yard and a half. He's gone. Like he's he's already got five, almost six yards of separation. Right? He's fluid. He's quick, and he just torches the linebacker. The line. There's no way the linebacker can defend that. Um, he, he knows he's going to get thumped, too. This is what I see time and time again on tape with Luke Musgrave. He knows there's a safety waiting to take his head off. There's actually a couple of them. And this backer is recovering to where he's probably going to try to put a pop on him, too. Watch Musgrave make the catch. And some people would say, where's the yak? There's no yak there, guys. Like, you've got two safeties up top. That may be a, a corner there. I didn't I didn't follow if it was match or or what they were running. It doesn't really matter. But look at Musgrave. Secure the catch. And then he's going to make sure he protects himself while still getting as many yards as possible, you know, and just a beautiful play. It is. And, and again, it's spatial awareness. It's creating just enough separation. As soon as he clears that backer right here, he knows my quarterback may need me here. As On his way out, what he does notice is this other linebacker here is going to snug up on that route underneath that outlet. See, 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 as soon as he passes him off, okay, he takes his eyes off Musgrave. Musgrave knows, okay, he's underneath. I got to get my head around in case my QB needs me, and he does that, and he does it great, okay? He secures the catch, keeps his head on a swivel, protecting the catch, and that's what's most important, you know, rather than just trying to catch that and recklessly run up uh, upfield and then get the ball knocked out, whether it be an incompletion or a fumble, secures the catch. You got the first down on a second and 18, and you're doing it in a way that you're leaning on your biggest playmaker, your biggest freak on the field. I thought that was a really, really fun play. Again, some of you guys are going, there's nothing special there, Clayton. Is that is that worthy of a, uh, a the 40-second pick? How many times have you been watching a Packers game? And if you're like me, I'm going, we don't need anything crazy here. Just catch the freaking ball. Hold on to the ball. Don't fumble. You know, secure the catch. Create just enough separation. Stop trying to stop trying to get too deep into the bag. You know, some people would 
would jump on 12 a lot for saying he's playing hero ball. The next second they were saying he was dinking and dunking and he didn't ever throw the ball down the field. And, and it's like everything everything was geared around how can we manipulate the defense to have a huge chunk play here. And chunk plays are very important. You don't believe me, go look at the analytics. And the teams that have success have huge chunk plays. But you, it, when you can convert, I would consider this a chunk play, wouldn't you? I mean, you're talking about a, a 20, 25-yard gain on a second and 18. You talk about taking the momentum, taking the air right out of the defense. It's a big, big play. So the things that stood out to me on that play, okay, obviously Musgrave attached, uh, playing attached Y there. Um, route anticipation set up, um, you know, being, uh, you know, having the awareness to be able to make that linebacker bite inside so he could work the outside shoulder down the seam. He was fluid and quick once again. He's got that spatial awareness we already talked about, and he protects the catch. Um, just everything you want in a tight end, especially when you're playing against a lot of zone defense. Okay, let's move on to the third play. This comes in the first quarter, 535 left <clears throat> against Boise State as well. This is, uh, like I said, it's a first and 10 Boise State 27-yard line. So we're driving here, right? They come out in a little bit different look, and I like this play right here. They come out <clears throat> in a 22-I, strong right wing, play action, long wheel, halfback leak, okay? Um, Musgrave is the attached Y, and he uh, he's basically got a, a two-step sell job right here. This is really, really cool. So if you'll notice, he's the attached Y, okay? And I'm going to zoom in. So you see Musgrave right here, okay? This is Musgrave. And for those of you on the pod, it's basically a, a 22i. They've got a wing on the right, and Musgrave is going to be um, basically the down attached Y. Okay, a tight end, so he's in a three point stance. As the as the ball is snapped, this is what's really cool. You've got a six I right here. Okay, a six I over top of Musgrave, so he's playing the inside shoulder of Musgrave to the best of my. Uh, ability of of seeing the play here from the TV copy. What that means on a six eye for those of you might be tuning in for the first time. You've got technique on the on the defensive line. Okay, each each lineman, each offensive lineman has a even number attached to them. If someone's lined up directly from the defensive standpoint, directly over the center, that's a zero tech. If they're directly over the guards, those are two techs. If they're directly over the tackles, those are four techs. If they're directly over a tight end that's attached, that's a six tech. If you've got a six eye, that means he's playing the inside half of that tight end shoulder, just barely shaded inside, or else it would be a five tech. Okay, so we're going to call this a six eye here. And I want you to watch as they run this. Again, the play is a play action long wheel halfback leak. He's going to be running the long wheel. And what that means here is that Musgrave, as they sell the play fake, is going to work himself across the field like it's going to be a shallow climb, and then he's going to wheel it off up the sideline, okay? That's what we call a long wheel. If it was just a wheel route, then let's say the running back would just kind of go to the sideline and wheel it off, right? A long wheel, they're running a crosser, and it's like a double move, basically, and they're going to be working up the sideline, okay? So, and then, of course, you got the halfback leap. The sell job I'm talking about, he's going to take two steps, and he's going to sell the run here. So I want you to key in on Musgrave, and for, the, for those of you on the pod, the ball snapped. He takes two steps towards that, uh, like he's going to try to sell off that that six eyes inside. You see the six eye already reaching. I mean, Musgrave isn't even trying to initiate contact with him yet. It, he's selling the fact that he's trying to set off a wall. And you see the six eye reaching for him. He wants to blow this running play up. There's only one problem. It's not a running play. Look at Musgrave right here. Completely olay the six eye. Puts him right on his face. That's a veteran move, guys. That's understanding the offense. That's that's knowing exactly what you're trying to accomplish. You understand that 
on any given play, the way football is designed is you beat your man one-on-one. It's a numbers game. Football, all football is at all levels is a simple numbers game. That's all it is. Now, there's a lot of beating and banging in between. There's a lot of technique and training and this and that that goes into it. But when it comes down to it, you've got to beat the guy across from it. Or you've got to beat the guy that's five yards down the field that you know is going to be your matchup as you get into the route or into the blocking scheme. And that's what Luke Musgrave does so well right here. Not only does he end up making the play, but he takes another player out of the play right off the bat by selling that run keeps his head down. It'd be real easy to just kind of patty cake him on the outside shoulder and get into that long wheel. Instead, what's he do? He sells it like he's really crashing down the block here and then gives him that old lay. He takes one player already out of the play. The other guys just kind of sop it up with a biscuit right here. They got that gravy like, yeah, look at what we did to this big fella. No, that was all Luke Musgrave. Really, really impressive. It just shows you how much he understands the offense and what he's trying to accomplish, right? So he completely fools the six eye by swapping him down. And watch him use speed and stride length one again, once again to cross the field. So I want you to watch him on this long wheel. Look at him get across the field, fight his way through traffic, and he is already cooking. You see that 20-mile-an-hour on tape, man. You really do. Look how far downfield he is. And notice right here, when the quarterback releases the ball as we come back into picture, Musgrave, the safety's got a pretty good beat on him, right? He, he's coming across the field, and Musgrave is kind of uh, – they're about even, I guess. But you know the old saying Jerry Rice used to say, if we're even, I'm leaving, right? And that's exactly what you're going to see here with Musgrave. So he uses speed and stride length across the field. He's going to beat the safety. He's got a very small catch window. I really want you to key in on the catch window. And for those of you on the pod, the safety is in his hip pocket. That is a tiny catch window. Granted, the safety didn't get his head around, but he's still – he's throwing the hands up. He's trying to look back, and, and just great concentration. And the ball was actually a little underthrown, but Luke Musgrave with those big paws does a great job. Turning his body, good balance, position himself to make the catch and secure the catch while keeping himself in bounds, uh, and that's a huge touchdown in this Boise State game. Again, everything about it, man, it's just – if he does this at the next level, guys – We've got us one. And now now it makes a whole lot of sense why so many people were so high on Luke Musgrave. You know, like I said, when we when we took him at 28 or at uh, at 42, he was worthy of the I think the 27th or the 28th pick on my board. And I was I was fired up about that pick. I'm like, man, that's a great pick. Didn't know exactly why, but going off the information that I trust from the people that uh that have been around football their whole life, compiling all that data, that's where he landed. It's like, yeah, this is the right pick right now. Um, so again, man, just a just a great play. Beats the safety, very small catch window, great concentration on the catch. Beautiful play, beautiful play by Luke Musgrave. I'm telling you, man, the deeper I got into this tape, it got really, really exciting. And look at this right here. He's a spark plug, too. We talked about Lucas Van Ness. This dude, you could tell his teammates love him. He's just one of those guys you want on your football team. And you know, one of the things that I've had to uh, understand or, or come to grips with is teams really they really go after those players that are born with size, right? Size and physical ability. And it, it, some of you are laughing going, of course they do. Why would you not? But me, I lean heavily on the tape. I lean heavily on what do they do on the football field? I don't care what they do in their underwear, running around at a combine with stopwatches. I really don't. But there's only a select number of human beings on the face of the earth that's going to have a six foot six frame with 249 pounds that can run 20 mile an hour, right? And you really want to key in on those players. They did that at the Senior Bowl, and he really flashed. And that's what led them to make this uh, 
this draft choice. But again, just a quick recap of that play we just covered. Things that stood out to me, he had great play call awareness, understands that he needed to sell the run fake. He had uh, great speed and stride length, great hands, and awesome spatial awareness there. Concentration making that catch, making that that was definitely a contested catch and, and not one that you would think would be beneficial for a six foot six, uh, 249 pound linebacker. He had to torque his body backwards and make kind of a low catch and focus on the ball rather than trying to high point it because the ball was thrown behind him. I'm not trying to knock the quarterback, but I mean, it, it was just it, it, if he puts that throw in the back of the end zone, Musgrave makes that catch a lot easier than what he had to do with that ball being underthrown. But that's going to happen, too, even with Jordan Love. It happened with Aaron Rodgers. It happens with some of the greatest quarterbacks. The throws aren't going to be pinpoint accurate all the time. And you need guys that have a, a good, you know, strong hands and a good catch radius to haul those tough plays in. Um, all right, let's move on to the next play. Here we have got – this is the same game. Oregon State is now boat race in Boise State 24-3. to But the reason I highlighted this play – is because it's a second and 12. Here we are on second and long again. You guys heard me say earlier, right? It was uh, in the first quarter against Boise State. It was a second and 18. What did they do? They went to uh, Luke Luke Musgrave. Uh, now, again, this is Pat Kerwin, 101, former executive in the NFL. When the game's on the line, think player, not play. To this day, it still irks me, but I've got to swallow my pride and admit that it's so freaking true. When the game is on the line, think player, not play. Who are the best players on your team? And how can we get the ball in their hands? They do that every single time they find themselves behind the sticks uh, here at Oregon State. So third quarter, 630 left. They're winning 24-3. to This is a second and 12 from their own 37. They're going to come out in an 11-gun, double y, doubles, Y-flex, strong left, halfback, same. Okay, And uh, Musgrave is going to be the Y-flex, and he's just going to run a little crosser. There's nothing real flashy about this. But the one thing I do want to stick out or point out here. This is Musgrave right here, okay? So he's the Y-flex, right? He's the tight end. The reason it's flex, y, anytime you hear Y-flex, it means the Y receiver being the tight end that's typically attached is now detached from the formation, but he's still kind of in between the boundary uh, the boundary receiver and the tackle. So we're going to call that a Y-flex, and that's doubles on Y-flex because he is eligible on the line of scrimmage. All right, so what I want you to key in on is how patient he is and, once again, understanding – how to read the defense right off the bat, and watch what he does right here with this uh, with this defender. This is a linebacker that's lined up over him, and that's where you get into the real important aspect, especially at the NFL level, of matchups. Right? Look how he towers over this linebacker. Right now, a linebacker on a tight end. Obviously, the linebacker's in there to help out with the run. Right? The tight end is you know designed to. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. 
We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Kind of play two roles, blocking those linebackers. They got to be strong enough to block the linebackers, but athletic enough to beat those linebackers. So this guy looks like he's on an island, right? Right now it looks like he's just playing straight up man coverage or at least man principle within a zone defense on Luke Musgrave. But as the ball snapped, watch the backer. He's going to fire and blitz. Now look at Lucas Musgrave, right? Or look at Luke Musgrave. I keep wanting to call him Lucas because of Lucas Van Ness. Look at Luke Musgrave right here. He reads it right off the bat, and watch this little hop step he does. He's patient. See how patient he is? Why is he doing that? He knows now. He's processing. All right, that linebacker's firing. Let me get in this route quick. Look at his head come around right here. As soon as he clears the backer, that head comes around, all right? And I think this might have been designed to be a little bit deeper crosser, but what now he, what he's reading now is he is now looking at this DB that's picking him up, this safety that's deep. What he wants to do now, rather than run it deeper as a crosser, you're going to see he's going to kind of ride underneath this safety. Once he makes his cut, once he hits the stem of his route, as patient as he is, it allows him to clear. You know, he knows the safety's on an island. He knows I've got this safety on an island here. If I can hold him at home just a second longer, and uh, he's just going to smoke him with speed and stride length. Watch him right here. Well, chop down, bang, there's the cut. That safety never had a shot. Now, I want you to think about how this would carry over to the Green Bay Packers. Imagine them in this set right here, guys, right? This gun, this uh, this 11 gun doubles Y-flex, strong left, halfback same. And I want you to imagine them firing that same blitz in the NFL. There's nothing here that Luke Musgrave done in college that he can't do in the pros. That safety is on an island. That safety's got to protect deep, right? You've seen him run wheel routes. You've seen him attack the seam and four vert. You've, you've seen him uh, attack all levels of the field. Now he's going to run across her, and that safety's got to stay at home. Now, what you do know – or what you do see here is a strong hands catch rather than using his body. Watch as the ball, the ball is delivered. The quarterback knows where he's going. Again, second and 12, when the game's on the line, think play not think player, not play, right? And look, as the safety closes in, Musgrave, strong hands, great catch. Again, that wasn't a body catch. That was a hands catch. Look at the hands cleared out there. It's kind of hard. It looks like the Zapruder film here. It's so blurry. 
but we're doing the best we can with what we got. Great catch. Secures it. Again, didn't make anybody miss afterwards. Got another five, six, seven yards, but made sure he held onto that ball and moved the chains. You know, we, we could care less about flashy plays as long as we're moving the sticks and scoring points, right? And there's nothing flashy about Musgrave's game. It's just fundamentals, athletic ability, and, and understanding the offense, understanding how you fit into the running game and especially the play action, the, the play action pass game. Um, he showed patience. He read the blitz, little hesitation off the line, reading the blitz to, to allow himself to get that head around in case he needs to become the hot read for the QB if he's in trouble, if they didn't set the right protection. Um, and he's got that speed and stride length once again, this time beating a safety. You're going to see the thing, if I had to say, and I'm going to have a note of several things that I came away with, the thing that really sticks out to me the most is his awareness, but also his stride length. And I, I didn't hear anybody talk about his stride length um, throughout the scouting process. Maybe I wasn't keyed on Musgrave enough, and they did talk about it, but it's something that Greg Cosell thinks is very, very important. It's something that he said, you know, watch him film for over 40 years. It hit him one day that there's there's a difference between fast people and fast people with great stride length. And the, the ones with great stride length, they really can separate themselves. And that's where you get into that quote-unquote game speed. That's why you see Musgrave clocking 20 mile an hour with pads on and other players coming into 18 or 19 but running a 4-3 or a 4-4-40, right? Um, it's just it, it's something that, that Greg Cosell has definitely sold me on. So let's move on to the next play. This is against Washington State. Um, it's a first and 10. It's the first quarter, 329 left. They're at their own 46-yard line. They're going to come out in that 22-eye strong right wing, okay? That's what they're going to be running, a 22-eye strong right wing, play action, H-cross, halfback leak, okay? Musgrave is going to be the H wing this time, okay? He's going to be running a crosser. So as we key in on him here, I want to show you who he is. And for those of you listening on the pod, he is now the H. So we've seen him play. Y, we've seen him play Y flex. We've seen him play attached. We've seen him play a little boundary. You know, the, the Y flex, you could consider that a slot receiver position. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to use him in some of those roles that they use Alan Lazard in last year. But in this case, he's actually on the far side. He's not on the line of scrimmage. When I say far side, he's on the, uh, on the right side of the line of scrimmage. We're going from left to right right now on the tape. I need to get better at that explaining that to you guys. Um, and he is just, like I said, about a yard off the ball. That is what we call H-wing, okay? So the Y is technically this kind of three-point stance. He is now the H-wing. They're in a 22-I look, okay? And as we get into it here, as soon as the linebacker sees its play action, he says, oh, bleep. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. Watch, watch Musgrave here. The ball snapped. I want you to key in on this backer, right? It's either this backer or this backer. I can't remember. Let's see here as we roll the tape. Yeah, watch this backer. See him bite? Look at him bite on the run right here. He, I mean, he his eyes are completely in the backfield. And then at the last second, he goes, oh crap. Both of them. Look at them. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, uh, it's actually the uh the the mock backer is the one that really freaks out. They both get to this point. Musgrave clears them and they're still looking in the backfield and they realize, oh crap. They turn their back to the quarterback in full sprint. That's the look you want right there on a play-action pass. Look at how many defenders back is to the ball, and they're just sprinting downfield hoping that they can do damage control, right? But they know there's 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 nothing they can do. If this is Musgrave, this is, you know, world-class speed for a tight end, in my opinion. Um, he was patient not tipping his hand uh, as far as the stem goes, right? 
he hits the Jets. He knows he has to make a catch with three defenders around him. So by the time the ball gets there again, not great quarterback play. But look at where the ball is. He has to slow down. You want that as a tight end. You want that ball right on the sidelines, toe-tap catch, and you're not absorbing the hit. But Musgrave, with his head around, knows he's getting to the sideline quick. That's going to be the, the big thing with him and Jordan Love is getting the timing down with his speed. Um, I'm excited to see them do that, and they'll have a full training camp to get that kind of started. But look at these defenders here. you got three defenders around him. He knows he's got to make a catch in traffic right here, right? And I'm going to roll the tape ahead just a touch here. I want to make sure that we get to the good part of this play. So when he when he goes to make the catch, he's got great concentration. He secures the catch. He stays in bounds, and he absorbs the hit from two defenders. So now you can add to the scouting report, this guy can make a catch in traffic, and he can hold on to the ball when getting blasted. Look at the safety bearing down on him, the linebacker that recovered. He takes a huge shot, literally flies six, seven yards out of bounds, still holds on to the catch. Patience, speed, mental toughness, concentration, sideline awareness, absorbing the hit, strong hands, everything you want. And, and all while understanding that the quarterback is probably going to underthrow that ball, and he made the adjustment on it. Huge play there. Now let's get into the last sequence, These the last three plays. This was my favorite part of breaking down Luke Musgrave. This came in a game against Fresno State. When the game's on the line, think player, not play. Pat Kerwin, 101. If you guys haven't read the book, Take Your Eye Off the Ball, go get it. it is, it's the book that really got me into um, diving into the, the why of everything that goes on in professional football, from the draft, from the X's and O's, to team building, to coaching, everything. It is just it's, – it's literally – it's like football for dummies – and I say that because I was a dummy at the time. <laughs> it's like football for dummies without without dumbing it down to where you're three years old, right? Speaking to you like you're an adult, I guess, <laughs> is the best way of putting it. But, man, it's a great book. But, again, Pat Kerbin always says, thank player, not play. This is the fourth quarter, 350 left. We're losing 26-21, to 21, so we're down by five points against Fresno State. This is a second and eight, and, you know, less than four minutes left. What are you going to do here? You're going to go to your playmaker. They come out in 11-gun double, strong right, halfback weak. It's going to be a Y-cell flood concept, okay? Y-cell flood. So they're going to have a little pre-snap motion here. We're going to get it to the end of the play here, but you can see they started off in trips, but they're going to end in the doubles that we talked about. It's a little doubles tight. This is Musgrave right here. Musgrave, uh, for those of you on the pod, he is going to be the attached Y, okay? So we've seen the 11-gun where he was the flex Y. Now we're seeing the 11-gun where, where he's attached. And, again, this is a second and eight play. So Fresno knows there's enough time on the clock. They're almost a midfield. They could possibly run, but that's not the goal here. He has a sell route. Some people would call this a corner. Some people would call it an out. I personally think it's a choice route, and they're giving him the, the opportunity, the option to turn it into either of those three. You can make it a sell. You can make it a corner. You can make it an out. To me, it's like right in between. It's what Tom Brady and those New England Patriots did so well in the early 2010s is running these option routes, these choice routes, where they could kind <clears> of <throat> read the defense. And it's so important for the quarterback and the receiver to be on the same page. It's why Aaron was so tore up when, when Jordy Nelson's uh, reign came to the end. It's why he was so tore up when Devontae Adams' reign came to the end because you spent all of that time building all that rapport and understanding that when you get in a situation just like this, 
it's your the receiver is an extension of the quarterback because you played together so long and you guys know you're seeing exactly the same thing. And and in some cases, like Peyton Manning was talking about on a pod the other day, reciting back the plays that happened five, ten years before, he would tell Marvin Harrison, Hey, you remember when they did this on a third and eight and they showed two on the shelf and and you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you just keep it in mind. I think that's what we're gonna see here. Having that photographic memory, but also being on the same page with your quarterback to know that when we see something, we know. This is the question that's now posed. We both know the correct answer. That matters. That's why you struggled last year with a bunch of young receivers and, and a quarterback who has very little patience for anything other than great wide receiver play that you had in Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. Um, but Musgraves, the attached why he's got that option route. He's fast off the line. You're going to see the stride length again, and he's got three options, right? So let's watch him come off the line here. For those of you on the pod, he's attached why. Breaks off the line quick. Look at the stride length, guys. Look how quick he gets on that backer. I mean, you see the speed on tape. You really, really do. And watch this option route he runs right, right here. Now, now where the option comes in is he's reading a couple of different things. He knows this backer snugged up. Is he going to try to undercut? This guy's sitting in an underneath zone, the corner on that same side, and he's got a safety on the shelf. So what he's got to do is find this soft spot. Watch this QB. The QB's going one place. He knows where he, he knows where his playmaker is. He's like, man, I have got to get this ball to Musgrave. He never takes his eyes off of him. Because, again, when the game's on the line, think player, not play. The ball is late coming out. Coming out of the break, that ball should have been out right there. If that ball is out there, this is a much cleaner catch. But, again, you see it time and time again with Musgrave. He's kind of making up for the mediocre quarterback play, right? And, and he does it right here. He has to slow down the route. He has to almost turn it into a sit. And that's why I was talking about it being a choice route. He's got to find that soft zone. The ball's late coming out. If it's on time, you can make a safety. You could probably catch it and make the safety miss. But where the ball is late, he makes a great adjustment to the delayed release, right? And I want you to watch how he boxes out the defender here. The ball's in the air now. Little high throw. Musgrave's going, He's this guy's going to get. That's That's one of those hospital balls right there. As soon as it was released, I guarantee you, Musgrave was like, "This is going to put me in the. This is going to put me in a hospital bed." He threw it behind him. He threw it kind of high. You want this throw to come out on time. This is what I'm talking about. Look at all this space down there. For those of you on the pod, I mean, there's there's literally ten yards of space he could have put this ball if he'd have put it on time. But the quarterback was late getting the ball out. Right? You could have even turned that into kind of like a, almost like a corner a corner comeback, you know, and really protect your receiver. Quarterback's late getting the ball out, hangs him up. And I want you to watch Musgrave here. Watch how he boxes out the defender. He knows when he gets to this point and the ball's behind him, I got to use my back. I got to use my freaking spine to absorb this hit and box this defender out to make sure we convert this second and eight with the game on the line. Just a great freaking job. Massive frame. When you got a massive frame, you can do that, man. Great possession catch, protecting the completion. And again, everything about this play, man. He was he was fast off the line. He adjusted to the late release. He boxed out the defender. He protected the catch. Everything you want to see in a possession top tight end. And, and that's really what I'm coming away with with Musgrave. He's got blazing speed, but at the same time, he's just a great possession receiver. He's a great possession tight end. And you're seeing it on tape. And, and again, you've got to put this into perspective. I know people are saying this is at the college level, Clayton. This is Fresno State. This isn't, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals or – you know, the the Minnesota Vikings, as they try to revamp that defense there with, uh, with uh, God, what's his name, Flores coming over, going to play a lot more man coverage. I get all that. 
But all we have to go off of, all Goody and his scouts have to go off of, is this tape in the Senior Bowl. Everything you're seeing on tape here, it, what you're seeing is high IQ. You're seeing someone who understands uh, every phase of the position. He understands what he's got to do in blocking. He understands not. – I'm not saying he's a great blocker, but he, he understands what the offense is trying to accomplish. He's a smart football player. You, you see him trying to sell the run fake, doing his job to sell the run fake and take people out of the play uh, using his intelligence. And then you're seeing the, the speed, but you're also seeing the spatial awareness. You're seeing the body control. You're seeing, you know, protecting the catch instead of himself. He's literally putting his body in harm to protect the catch. And that's what you want to see in a big frame tied in. It is. So, I don't know, man. I'm getting giddy about Musgrave. It's making sense to me now why he was graded so high and and so many uh, guys that are respected in the scouting community thought very highly of him. Um, all right, next play, same drive. Or I don't know if this is this is actually not the same drive. It looks as if, let's see, they uh, this is a little later in the game. So what they did was they went down and they scored, um, they being Oregon State, and now the score is 32 to 29. All right, so let's set the stage here. Fourth quarter, 58 seconds left. You're now losing by three points, right? This is first and 10, first and 10. And they come out in an 11-gun. You can see when they're needing to move the ball down the field and you're getting getting kind of that crunch time toward the end of the game, Oregon State likes to lean on 11-gun. That's, that's kind of their, you know, where the Packers like to use a lot of pack trips, right? They like to use a, a lot of spread looks. They like to go to the 11 gun. They use a little bit of the tight look on the short side of the field, but this is an 11 gun doubles, strong left, halfback weak, what I would call a Wolf Dino halfback shoot. Okay. What does Wolf Dino mean? You've got two different concepts. On the side that Musgrave is on, and he's at the top here. For those of you on the pod, he's going to be the, uh, he's basically going to be the Y on the left. All right. And then you've got a Z to Musgrave's left who's going to run an out route. So with the Wolf concept, you're going to have an out route. And then you're going to have a corner. It's very similar to a smash concept, but with the smash concept, that would be a sit with a corner over top. And it's really a high-low read. You're trying to get these guys to commit before you break off the stem. So get him to commit deep and create a catch uh, catch point here. And if for some reason this is a cover two drop, a cover three drop, whatever it may be, this guy drops deeper, then you've got the out route as you would have a sit in a smash concept. Now, on the other side, the Dino is real simple. They're just kind of working a little double slant action. This may be a deep dig, but it's very similar to a Dino. If it is, he goes off screen. We're not going to worry about that. We're going to focus on Musgrave. So as we focus on Musgrave, he's the Y on the left. Again, I want you to think about the situation here, guys. Fourth quarter, 58 seconds left. Think play or not play. Musgrave's on the Y on the left. You've got the Z to Musgrave's left that's going to run an out. And then Musgrave runs what we call corner, right? And he's, it's going to be completing the wolf concept with that deep corner. This is an extremely tight window right here. And, and Musgrave, he, he does really – it's one of those things that this throw isn't that open, probably not open at all, but the quarterback doesn't look anywhere else. Look, he just, he just keys in on Musgrave, and he's going to try to drop this corner in there. And look how tight this window is. For those of you on the pod, there's three defenders. Uh, the safety is maybe two yards away from Musgrave. The inside defender is about four yards from Musgrave. And now you've got the corner looking at the ball, dead sprinting towards Musgrave. It's an extremely tight window. It's another bad throw. You want him to put this ball out here on the sideline, let him toe tap and get out. But once again, it's a bad throw. It's low. But look at Musgrave go down and make that catch. 
So now you're seeing, seeing in his bag of tools, Musgrave with that 6'6 frame, making a diving catch with the game on the line. And just, just an amazing play. Again, the game's on the line. Think player not play. Stride limp gets him out. Ball comes out out of the stem. Bad throw. Musgrave with a great diving catch. Just you see it time and time again. This dude, when they need a play, they went to Musgrave and he made it. So a quick recap of that play. Spatial awareness. Again, he slowed the route down knowing that the ball, like he's expecting the ball to come out of his break, but he, you could tell he slowed that route too because they've got limited space on the short side of the field. And, and they probably seen something on field showing that in a situation like that, this particular defense with Fresno State really tried to play heavy on the strong side. But you can see they've got eyes on Luke Musgrave this whole time. They're trying to stop him. you got three bodies around him right there. They're, if anything, they're cheating towards Musgrave. The quarterback doesn't take his eyes off of him. He's leaning on Musgrave the whole game, and uh, and he still comes up with a big play. Just a, a great play there. Like I said, it was a first and ten. You attack down the field, pick up another, another first down, move the sticks, and now you're on to the last play we're going to highlight. The same drive, fourth quarter. We're now down to 20 seconds. Still losing by three points. It's against Fresno State, first and ten play. You guessed it, they come out in an 11-gun double, strong left, Y-flex, and this is a wolf a wolf tosser double slant, okay? That's what we're going to call it. And Musgrave's the Y. I want you to watch this release. As he comes off here, things change a bit. We're going to zoom in on Musgrave. He's up top, okay, with the attached Y, and I want you to watch him here. Look at that release. They're now playing catch man. Now watch, watch the man coverage. Musgrave is going to get on that inside shoulder, and he's just going, right? Look at him clear. This kind of reminded me of Christian Watson last year. And that's the thing we really got to take into consideration. I know he's a tight end, but as I watch him play and I see his strengths, I really can see him playing some of that wide receiver role that Lazard did. Imagine Alan Lazard with a bigger frame, right, and – in my opinion, a little bit, uh, a little bit better awareness, a little bit more knowledge of the game because he's playing smart. Like you can tell that Luke Musgrave is high IQ, and you could see it on tape. And then after the tape, I, after I got through here, I, I went and I was like, I wonder what his Wonderlick score was. You got to take some of this with a grain of salt. It could be fake. I believe it's accurate. I've seen nothing that tells me it's inaccurate. We're going to talk about his Wonderlick score here in just a second. But you could just tell he's a smart football player. Young, raw, absolutely. But he gets this great release. Look, he knows how to beat man coverage. Watch him dip right here, get underneath, create enough separation, the, and the head's already around. You, He knows the quarterback's just going to him. He reads man, he torches the DB, and he has to uh, has to deep corner right here, okay? And I want you to look at this catch. Look at this deep corner. That is a fearless freaking catch. He knows that safety's bearing down. This is actually a great throw by the quarterback. Pretty good anticipation, too. As soon as he beats him off the line with this man coverage, hits the corner, drops it in a bucket, and look at Musgrave get his head around. And he he literally he knows he's going to get hit anyway. And rather than take it in the spine this time or just drop to the ground and fly it out of bounds, he he actually catches it, lowers that shoulder, and is like, all right, you want to hit, let's hit. Bang. <laughs> it puts the shoulder into the safety. Just a great clutch catch, guys. This is with the game on the line. This is 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and you're losing by three. It's a fearless catch. You take a shot from the safety. He holds on. Guys, this set up the game-winning touchdown. A couple plays later, 
had a penalty. They're inside the five. They run a quarterback keeper with no time left, and they beat Fresno State. This is one of the better finishes of this college football season, That uh, you know this, this current one here. Um, none of that happens. You know, when you, when you see the highlights on ESPN, right, what are you going to see? The quarterback running in with no time left, right? You're going to see the quarterback run the ball in for the game-winning touchdown, no time left, he's the hero. What you're probably not going to see, especially on a Sports Center clip, you know, where they're just going to show one or two highlights, you're not going to see with 350 left them losing by five points on a second and eight, Musgrave make a huge catch. You're not going to see with 58 seconds left, losing by three points, he'll make another great catch. You're not going to see here with 20 seconds left. You might see this one. It might be close enough for them to fit it in before they get their crazy ad sequence going. But you're gonna, you're not going to see this right here. Musgrave coming up clutch. This is how they got in position to win the game, to, to score the game-winning touchdown. It was Musgrave. And the game's on the line, think play or not play. He set up the game-winning touchdown, no time left. Guys, He he on this play, he showed you he can read man coverage. He had great stride length. He adjusted the depth of the route to uh, to where the quarterback needed it and made an absolutely fearless catch. These are the things that I've seen watching Musgrave. And I know that was probably a little bit long-winded, but I wanted to get you guys that info because, I don't know, man, I got I got giddy watching this tape. And, and, and when you, when you kind of break it down – when people talk about Musgrave, one of the first things that comes to mind, and Greg Cosell's big on this, and we're going to wrap up here, is deployment, right? How do you deploy him? That matters. What are you trying to accomplish with your offense, and how do you deploy this guy? I've, some pe- I've heard some people say he's going to play Bob Tunyon's role, right? I've heard other people say, oh, no, he's just a, he's actually a wide receiver. He's just a slow wide receiver. I've heard other people say, no, he, he might fit in more of an H-back. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I've heard some people say the wing, right? You can use them in wing situations on crossers. We've seen a little bit of that on tape. But the the truth of the matter, the fact of the matter is this. He played Z. He played attached Y. He played detached Y. He played Y flex. And he played H wing. So you've got a guy that's very versatile at the tight end position. He's got all of the measurables. He's six foot six. He's 249 pounds, right? He was clocked at 20 mile an hour at the Senior Bowl. But on top of that, what you have with Luke Musgrave, when I dug into the Wonderlick score, after I put this sequence together, guys, I'm like, man, he plays really smart. He understands the running game. He understands how to sell the play fakes. He understands spatial awareness. He understands how to slow the route down when he needs to. He knows how to adjust, how to lock onto the ball. He's got strong hands, all these things. That's a smart football player. I went and looked up the Wonderlick score, and lo and behold, he scored a 30 on the Wonderlick. And the 30 on the Wonderlick made him, if I understood correctly, he had the highest Wonderlick score of the top 20 tight ends in this year's draft. Meaning, I don't think we even have a score for the others. But out of 20 tight ends in this year's draft, he had the top Wonderlick score of 30 points. That's impressive. Now, the keynotes as we wrap up. This is what he showed me on tape. Again, the wonder lick of 30 really pops on tape. Smart football player. Huge frame, 6'6", 249. We talked about it. He showed stride length. He showed speed. He showed concentrated catches. He showed showed uh, spatial awareness. He showed route anticipation. He showed that he can be quick and very fluid. It's one thing to be quick twitch. Some people are quick twitch, but they're not fluid. He is quick and fluid on his routes. He understands the play call. He's got play call awareness. He understands where he fits in with that. Uh, he knows how to sell the run on play fakes. 
Um, he, he shows patience. He, he can read the blitz. You can see him read the blitz even when it's man coverage blitz. You can see that. He knows how to box out defenders. And the one thing he does really, really well is he protects the catch point. And that's absolutely huge when it comes to playing the tight end position at the NFL level. I'm excited about Luke Musgrave. I see now why they took him so early. Uh, it makes sense to me now. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him in green and gold. I know the rookie rookie minicamp's taking place right now. Um, very excited to uh, to see some of the chatter coming out of there. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun a fun summer uh, summer session this year, man. When training camp gets kicked off, this is one of those camp battles I'm really excited about because a lot of people were just kind of shooing in uh, Tucker Craft as getting more reps than Luke Musgrave. And I don't know. I haven't got the Tucker Craft yet. We're going to right. I'm excited about diving into the Tucker Craft tape. But from what I've seen with Luke Musgrave, unless Tucker Craft shows the same. Um, the same football IQ, I, I think it's going to be very, very hard for him to beat out Luke Musgrave um, as far as uh, you know reps at the tight end position when we're in 11 personnel. When we're in 12, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. But now you get into that ballpark of where does DeGuara fit in, right? Because I didn't see this type of play with DeGuara coming out of college. Not saying he didn't have it. I just never seen it. He's more of that H-back role, right? And, and there's, there's room for that, especially if we – continue to run the pony package like we did last year where the, basically they pulled A.J. Dillon out and put um, the Guara in as that second running back and that double sidecar, what we expected to be the pony package. I hope that doesn't happen, but I don't know, man. What I've seen Luke Musgrave on tape, I wouldn't be surprised if the Guara snaps get limited if Tucker Craft is just as exciting on tape, but we'll get to that. And, again, it's college. Luke Musgrave may come in the NFL and completely, you know, be oblivious. Um, we're – I don't want to overset expectations here, but what I'm seeing right now, man, it's very exciting. So we're going to get out of here. I had a couple questions I was going to uh, comment on in the chat uh, from our text messages, but uh, we're so out of time. I don't want to bore you guys with trying to comb through them right now. Um, but uh, I've got a couple people that are asking for specific information. Um, yeah, Donnie, we're going to get to your question, man, I promise. And then also I think it was uh, – I don't want to – Misquote here. I think it was Emilio that had a question as well, um, but we'll get into that too here real soon, and we'll answer your questions probably on the pod tomorrow. I probably won't do a chalk talk tomorrow. Uh, up next is going to be Jaden Reed, but it'll probably be a little later in the week, um, but we will get back to your all's questions. Yeah, it was Emilio that had a, a question as well, so we're going to answer those on the next episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time uh, to hang out with us here on this Saturday afternoon. What's cool about these chalk talk segments um, anytime during the offseason, you can go back and listen to them, right? It's not like they have an expiration date. A lot of times the content you put out, you know, uh, there's still some people that are reporting on Aaron Rodgers and, and talking about other things. And it's it's kind of like that 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 ship's kind of sailed already, you know, not that you can't talk about it, not that it's still not interesting. Um, but some of that kind of has an expiration date. At least that's how I listen to pods. But when you get into chalk talk stuff like this, you can go back at any point and check it out. So uh, it still carries value. But with that, I'm going to quit rambling. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you all so much for your time. Have you, hope you have an awesome, awesome Saturday. I'm about to hit the range. We're going to break in a new 300 blackout and uh, see if we can uh, hit some 300-yard targets. I'm excited about that. But y'all have a great day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go, Pat, go. For Jordan Love. 37. Here he is throwing in the middle. It's caught by Watson. He's got great speed. Turning the corner. Christian Watson down the sideline. And he will score. Whoa. Hang on.
Jackson to a one-score game. This one is the stunner. You basically feel like all right, this Eagles team sort of has this thing under control, and then Christian Watson hits the Jets again. Six touchdowns now in the last three games. He is really something. When he gets in the open field and running, that was some throw by Jordan Love, too.